You are listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. It doesn't matter if you only have five dance moves or five magic tricks or if you only have two songs recorded. Yeah. Whatever you have, you have to master it. Yeah. So you can do it with your eyes closed. That way you can focus on the crowd and retaining their attention. I worked the stage and I worked in different theaters. There it's... You can kind of they're are they already paid they already paid their for their right, show so right, it's like right. but here it's it's the other way around it's like they didn't pay so you have to as you said you have to captivate them and have them stick around for a while to see your the end, end of your uh, show. This isn't just another podcast with tips or tricks. This isn't just interviews with great artists. This. It's about finding the missing pieces that are going to help you make it as an artist. I'm your host, Holly Shaw, best-selling author, hypnotherapist, and creativity coach. And this is the Performers and Creators Lab weekly podcast, helping you to find your edge. Hey there, all you performers and creators. This is Holly Shaw coming at you from Oakland, California. And I'm so excited this week because I'm actually sharing two guests with you today. These are two street performers that I met when I uh, went to Fisherman's Wharf. It was my birthday yesterday when I recorded this. And I took my sister, my nephew, my son. We all spent the day uh, at the Alameda Antiques Fair, which is really cool. And then we got on the ferry, took the ferry over to Pier 41, and spent a few hours at Fisherman's Wharf. They went off and did fun things, and I went off and I did my favorite fun thing, which is to interview performers. Some of you might say, Holly, why are you working on your birthday? But for me, honestly, that was the best birthday. I was so excited um, when I got uh, some interviews with some of those incredible street performers. So we're going to be hearing more about that, more about street performers and what you can learn from them today. I think it's going to be really fascinating. But first, uh, I want to make sure I remind you about the performance challenge that's happening all during September. The hashtag PACL challenge. There's a performance challenge. Basically, I'm calling on you. I'm calling on this army of artists that we've collected here. All of you listeners... I know you've always wondered, like, what is she talking about? Army of artists. Like, what is, what is that all about? Like, what? I don't want to be in an army. But here's the thing. Here's what we're doing. During the entire month of September, I'm challenging you, army of artists, to take your artistic work, your music, your theater, your dance, your hug tunnel, your uh, staring into people's eyes, gazing, community event, whatever it is that you do into public spaces to raise awareness of the urgent need for inclusiveness in entertainment and the arts. This is a really simple thing that you have to do. You just share your work in a public space, take a video of it, post it on social media. That includes Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, wherever you like to do your thing, and use the hashtag PACL challenge. And then you'll be eligible to win at the end of September. The artist who has the video with the most likes is going to be the featured guest on this podcast season finale for 2018. What? What? That's amazing, right? And there's other prizes and awards that are included as well. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the fun categories later on in this show. 
But here's, uh, you know, I talked a little bit about this last week, but it's a really important cause to me because we can't love what we don't know. And we don't see enough images of people with disabilities, people of color, women of different sizes, people of different sizes, LGBTQ. You know, we're just not seeing like a lot of the beautiful human diversity that our world actually consists of. And so what happens? People fear what they don't know, or they just believe the images of people that are portrayed a certain way. And they think, oh, all all Mexican people are all like this. They're all LGBTQ people are all like this. And then, you know, they're not seeing enough diversity and enough people playing different types of roles. So here's the thing. It's your story. You got to tell your story. You got to take your work out in the world and tell your story, whatever that story is, whoever you are. And together, we're going to raise awareness about this all during the month of September. We're going to combat hate and make space for love. All right. And who's going to change that narrative? You are the storytellers, the creatives, the strong imaginations of persistent artists like you. All right, so that's what's happening this month. Yeah, so street performers. Man, I love street performers. You know, you go on vacation or you go to a touristy area and you're bound to see some people doing some statues there, some really amazing costumes, some really innovative ideas. Maybe you'll see some dance. Maybe you'll see a little band or some music or a magician or some acrobats. So... Little do you know, most people don't know this, but I actually was a street performer for like about a year of my life. I did a lot of street performing. Um, You know, I've been on TV. I've been on huge stages. But honestly, the best training I received as a performer was from street performing because there's just nothing like it. You know, you got your audiences on the go. They're not necessarily stopping to watch you. So from 1999 to the year 2000, I did street performing. I was traveling around Europe, Egypt, uh, Spain, uh, Israel, and I, I was with, I was traveling with my boyfriend, Helger, and he was a percussionist. And so, you know, naturally we'd always gravitate towards other musicians and other people. And, and so we go out and perform. And most of the time I, you know, I would dance. I would dance to the music. Sometimes I'd play the tambourine. Uh, and it was fun. It was a fun way, you know, to pass the time, if nothing else. We'd make a little money, a little cash, maybe get fed a meal. But mo- more often than not, it was, um, you know, it's just a really fun way to be in a place. But what happened was Helger and I ended up splitting up when I was in Scotland. I wanted to do host a TV show. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I had an opportunity to host a TV show. So I'm like, I'm staying. And he went off to do other things. And so then I was left to my, my own devices, right? And so after hosting the, the, the festival review at the Edinburgh Festival, I went on my own travels. So I left Edinburgh and I went down to Venice, Venice, Italy, Venezia. And there I was by myself in a very expensive city with not a lot of money and no one to dance for. I had no musicians to dance with. I couldn't do any busking. So I thought, well, hey, I got to figure out how to do this on my own. So 
what I did, what I realized, I was like, hey, I've got my finger symbols in my bag. I've got these finger symbols. And I had a bag that was like filled with costumes, like half of my backpack was costumes. And so I would put on a little, like a little homemade (laughs) belly dance costume that I had made out of some sari fabric. I mean, this is like, this was 1999. Okay. So I would put on my little my little belly dance outfit and I go out in the street and I had found this little rug in a dumpster and I found this little golden teapot. And so I put the little golden teapot in front of me and I dance on the rug using my finger symbols. I just dance to my own to my own music and I go chicka ching ching chicka ching ching chicka ching and I'd shake my hips and I'd you know dance a little bit and then I'd stop and I'd just stand there like a statue. Until somebody put money in the teapot. And then the money would wake me up and I go, chicka ching ching, chicka ching ching, chicka ching. And then I dance a little bit more. And then I'd stop until someone else put money in. And, you know, and some of the best days, I never stopped dancing because people just kept putting the money in. And so it was kind of funny. I didn't, I didn't really get a break. But it was a great way to. Um, meet people. It was a great way to make $50, $100, you know, just working a couple hours a day. And the rest of the time I got to, to run around Venice and see the museum and see, you know, just check out the town and eat well. And it was a really good time. And it was a really good training. I think all this street performing of how to really, you know, connect with your audience, how to draw them in. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great since we're doing this, this challenge this month and I'm asking you to take your work out into the public. So wouldn't it be great to interview at least a couple of, you know, great performers who are doing this, who are doing street performing. And my hopes is that this inspires you because these are some really fantastic people and what they do. I watch their shows, both of them, and they're really amazing artists as well. All right, man, this is our last show of the day. And man, I gotta go to work. So before we get the breakdown show started. And we'll begin our journey at Fisherman's Wharf talking with Adam White. Adam White is the MC and the leader of the group Bay Area Breakers. Breakers with a Z. It's a Bay Area dance group spreading love through the art of dance. Hand spinning. Now everybody on the count of three. We need you guys to scream and get a lot of energy so the people over there and the people over there come right here and think we're amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys get loud, we'll give you guys an amazing breakdance show. Sky is the limit. If you guys don't get loud, we'll give you a terrible show. Remember, the louder you get, the better the show is. One, two, everybody scream! about how to get an audience in, how to okay. keep them their attention. What do you, view, so what do you know to, about that? How to capture their attention and yeah. how to retain the audience. Yeah. Okay, so first and foremost, you have to start, You have to do something that you love. Yeah. If you don't love it, you're not going to put your heart and soul into it. Okay. And the audience, they can see that. Okay. So if you're coming out strictly for the money, don't do that. You have yeah. to love what you do. Okay. So if you're a musician... A magician, an acrobat, a dancer, whatever you do, yeah. you have to love what you do first and foremost. Okay. Secondly, you have to work on your craft. 
it doesn't matter if you only have five dance moves or five magic tricks or if you only have two songs recorded yeah. whatever you have you have to master it yeah. so you can do it with your eyes closed that way you can focus on the crowd and retaining their attention does that make sense yeah 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 so for me in our breakdance show I'm 28 now I've been performing since I was 12 years old wow out here yeah. Since you were New York, years California, yeah, around. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I, I was a, a reckless child. I did whatever I wanted to. I would catch Greyhound and go across country for weeks at a time, and I made cash, so I was so easy to That's take incredible. care of myself. Incredible. So, how has your act evolved over time? Like, oh my goodness, that's a good question. It it went from okay. So now we still dance. We still do a a, a high pace of dancing yeah. but now we interact with the crowd more um, we we tell a story with our show in okay. a sense we start off by getting everybody up and we live a drug free lifestyle and we incorporate those words during the duration of our show nice. so we constantly push that message because my mom you know my father they were in and out of my life as a, as a child so I did whatever I wanted you yeah. know due to certain things in yeah. the past, which could be drugs or some people could be alcohol, but we choose to do a different lifestyle and we promote that during our show. That's awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. And so what do you say what would you say is some of the biggest challenges you have out here when you're performing? In all honesty, yeah. I don't want to sound so I'm African American. Sure. For I have so many different friends. I have Asian performers that are friends, white, everything. Yeah. But for me we Get a, uh, I don't want to say we're stereotypical because we're black guys dancing, but yeah. it's kind of hard on some days that you see, like I have a friend. He's an acrobat. He's a white guy. He's yeah. an amazing artist. Yeah. But his hat, and the hat is money that you collect after the show, okay. versus our hat is entirely different. Oh, no, really? Oh. Like his hat's fatter? What? Ten times. Okay. And he just started. He just started. I've so been doing this. Like even I'm seasoned. You're seasoned. He just started. Your show is good. You feel like people see you and they put you in a box and then you don't get the same kind of... <laughs> yeah. That's and that's... It, yeah. Not everybody. So I don't want to sure. say, but of the majority, course, right, at least right, right, right. 60%, let's say 60%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other 40 are people like you who are actually tuned in with Earth yeah, or educated yeah. or open-minded, but the rest of the people yeah. is... Just ignorant. Well, because, yeah, because people are coming here from all over the United States. And they think, They're exactly. So now Americans. we're talking. So you get those yeah. Europeans or those, and they, oh, no, they in the media, so they see rappers and the new, and then they, they equate that with us, and it's hard. Well, I love that you're out here representing and giving them a different picture. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Well, I would love to tell you what hip-hop truly stands for. Please tell me. And during our show, hip-hop stands for healthy, independent people helping other people. That's my definition of hip hop. Love it. So that's what I, I promote. Love it. I love it. And who's all in your crew? I heard you have some superstars in your crew. So we have a crew of eleven people total. Um, not all. All of them are, aren't here today due to two of them are at home with their kids. One of them's in jail right now. <laughs> but he's getting out soon. Free Lazzy B. I love you, man. But um, the ones that are out here are amazing guys. Yeah. All different walks of life. Got a guy from Mexico. We have a guy from North Africa, Algeria. We have a guy from Hong Kong. We have everything. Well, and also, I just want to back up for a minute. I mean, we laughed about the jail thing, but that's like life living. I mean, that's that's not necessarily because of stuff you do. It's often in this country because of the color of your skin that 
Yeah. That's a something that happens to African-American men more than it does other people. So, yeah. Um, you know, so just to back up with that, like, haha, it's yeah. funny, yet it's not really funny. Um, True. So, I, okay, so I would love to know then what, like, can you tell me, like, the craziest story that's ever happened to you guys when you've been out here? Anything? Okay. Um, I was, it's not too crazy. Okay, you see that hotel right there? Yeah. Across the street, I was 16 years old. There was a 45-year-old woman and her husband right in that window of that hotel, and she got completely naked during our show, and she put a sign up saying, the black guy on the microphone, come to my room. After the show. Oh, and she, no. her, yeah, she was naked. She held it up. Oh, no. What did and you I was on the do mic. with that? I went to the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was 16 years old. Of course I went to the room. I went and bought protection first, but I went to the room. Wild stories out here on Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> he was with it too. I just said, you got to stay in that corridor, man, you know. <laughs> but that was the craziest story. But I've seen so many sad things. Like, um, I've seen a family who were who literally homeless, and they would set up right there in yeah. their little van. And I just felt so bad, you know. Yeah. So those days, you know, I would give them some of our money from our tip bucket. Yeah. But you yeah. make a living out here doing mm-hmm. this. Yeah. 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 If, if you're you ever... a great performer, you can make a really decent yeah. living. Now, this is why I say you have to love what you do. Yeah. I put my heart and soul into this. There's a yeah. magician, and his name is Jonathan Strange. Please go follow him on Instagram, Jonathan Strange. I just interviewed him. Amazing. Yeah. He has amazing lines. I remember when he first started. I feel like his show has surpassed ours so much. When he first used to come down here, he would stutter across his lines. Oh. He would drop his hat. Now... From the beginning of the show to the end of the show, there's no hiccups, no burps. Perfect. He has an amazing show, and he makes bank, bro. That's awesome. Jonathan Strange. Well, I really appreciate you giving me a few minutes of your time. And everybody, please listen to her podcast. We love her. She has an amazing (laughs) podcast. Listen. Thank you for that little plug. Thank you, guys. Everybody have a great day. people find you if they want to On Instagram, at Bay Area Breakers. Um, we're going to be in New York uh, next week, and then January we'll be in Australia for three months. So there you have it. You can follow Adam White and his crew on Instagram by finding them their Bay Area Breakers with a Z. And I'm following them, and I have to say it's pretty fun. They they post some pretty amazing videos of their work and pictures, and uh, yeah, it's a super fun fun uh crew to have pop up in my feed every once in a while so um so there's that and i hope you're finding yourself inspired how are you doing over there you finding yourself sort of like huh i i want to get my stuff out there i want to do something on the street i want to do a public performance somewhere so hopefully this is getting your wheels turning getting your mind flowing about what you could do this month what you could take out there and perform so I want to be sure to let you know about the contest aspect of this, because as you know, we're doing a performance challenge, the hashtag PACL challenge. So the person with the most likes on their videos is going to be the season episode finale featured guest. So that's pretty exciting. But I also want to let you know that there's all kinds of other awards 
that you can win. You can win, and so just to tell you a few of them, there's 13 of them. You can win an award for most inclusive, awarded to the piece that has the best representation of inclusion. You can win an award for the most public. So if you execute your piece in front of the largest amount of people, you could win a prize for that. You can win a prize for the most intimate, which is awarded to the piece that invokes the most intimate atmosphere, but still in a public space. There's best audience participation, most innovative, most funny, best site-specific, most magnetic, most collaborative, move the needle, awarded to the piece that has the most impact on a space, neighborhood, society, or city where it's delivered. You can win a, lo- a Be Love Award, awarded to the piece that displays or invokes or reaches the highest level of love, whatever that means to you. And then, you know, if you already did a public piece, because I know some of y'all are pretty amazing like that, you're doing site-specific work anyway, And um, but it was, you know, performed or videotaped before September 1st, just reshare it and put the hashtag best historic public piece on there, okay, along with the hashtag PACL challenge, of course, and you could be entered to win the best historic public peace award for a piece that was done outside of the um, timeline of the project, but is still, you know, um, a public piece. So I'd love to see that reshared. And then, of course, hashtag represent awarded to the best piece that represents a group of persons. And all of these awards are going to be awarded not by myself, but I have compiled a really superhero panel of judges. I just love these people. You've probably seen them on the podcast. You'll probably remember my guests, Ron Roker from last week, Raz Kennedy, Be Afraid But Do It Anyway, Eileen Gruba, and Tanya Z from the Women in Hollywood Warriors from Within series. And then Paul Ford, he's an actor in Hollywood, not yet a guest, but he you'll be seeing him either at the end of this year or in 2019. So yeah, go to performersandcreatorslab.com and you can see, you can get the insight on all of my panel of judges and, and meet them, as well as I've got some tips there, some tips for helping you to do this. If you've never done site-specific work or you've never done street performing or you've never taken your work out there, you might be feeling a little nervous about it. You know, you might be feeling a little bit, uh, it's different. It's a different experience. I find even if you're a professional who's been doing, you know, your work for years and years and years, something about taking it on the streets uh, can be can be a whole different experience. So I've got some tips there to help you through that, performersandcreatorslab.com. Also, if you visit the website, you'll also see a picture of me from yes, when I was street performing with my little my little teapot out and my little finger symbols, you'll see baby Holly from when I was just I must have been so young because it was like 20 years ago. So, you know, I was like basically an infant <clears throat> and you'll get to see a photo of that. So go to performersandcreatorslab.com, join the PACL challenge, get involved, do it today. It's going to be awesome. Up next, 
We're going to talk to Jonathan Strange. Jonathan Strange is a magician. For close to 15 years, John Strange has been wowing audiences around the country with his mind-bending illusions and sharp, incisive wit. Whether performing at the famous Shelton Theater in San Francisco, at charity events, or low-income housing benefits around the Bay Area, or for celebrities like Jason Alexander and Carmelo Anthony, Strange is always in his element. Jonathan currently resides in the lovely San Francisco as a full-time magician, and I met Jonathan Strange when he was doing his show, his street performing, at Fisherman's Wharf. How often do you come down here? I come down here uh, just about every weekend. Oh, okay. And I come down and I entertain the crowd, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, it's fun. It's something I kind of fell into. I used I don't know if you saw or uh, heard my hat speech, but I used to have a real job. I was a nutritionist uh, working in healthcare in New Jersey, New York. That's kind of where, oh, wow. where I'm from. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I grew up in a town called Edison, New Jersey, kind of like very much in the same town as David, where David Copperfield grew up too. He grew up oh. in uh, Metuchen. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I worked in healthcare for about four five, five years and then I got a job in health healthcare here and then I kind of didn't like where I was at that point um, and uh, so as I said like I made a little bit of a transition in in my life and um, I, I kind of kept magic on the side as like kind of like a, like a okay. hobby and then yeah. I got a job at, at the magic shop at Pier 39 and that's when I first heard about street performing, and uh-huh. um, so like street performers would come into the shop, uh-huh. and I see them with like this big like wad of cash. I'm like, <laughs> wow, you made all that money. How'd you do it? Oh, just went out and street. I'm like, you can make that. Like, you can actually make a living street performing. Yeah. Like I didn't. Like that was kind of like out of my my, my realm. Like I didn't yeah. think. Like I grew up in. Oh, so I want to get a little closer to the mic so you can, can test test. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of like it, it kind of gave me like a like a kind of uh, a realiz a realization that you you actually can do yeah. this. And, and it, it took me like it took me a, a little while to get my to get my grounding. It, yeah. You know, there's a lot of other street performers. Um, a lot of them are gone now. They've gone on, uh, but they kind of helped me. Uh, street perform and kind of teach me how, like, how to do it. Taught you the trade. Yeah. Well, because I, what I think is so fascinating about street performing is you don't have a captive audience. You have to captivate them. So what have you learned about drawing an audience in? Yeah. How to get them to pay attention? Well, that's the whole thing. Like, that's the whole trick behind it is not like... So I'm a, I'm a street performer first and I'm a magician. Second? Uh, Second or third or fourth or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, it's like you have to learn how to street perform, and um, that's the whole thing. It's like I worked the stage and I worked in different theaters, and um, you know, there it's you can kind of there are they already paid? They already paid their for their right, show, so right, it's like. Right. But here it's it's the other way around. It's like they didn't pay, so you have to, as you said, you have to captivate them. And have them stick around for a while to see your the end, end of your uh, show. So, so yeah, like, I mean, 
the thing is, is I'm I'm not trying to trick anyone or manipulate anyone. Like I want, oh, of I, I like want them to have a good time. Yeah. But like the format has to change a little bit as as opposed to doing like a stage show. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because you have to ask for the money later. <laughs> you yeah. have to ask for the sale later. You Pretty have to much. inspire them once you've done your act. Exactly. So once they've already de- you've already delivered the goods. Exactly. So how do you? So I'm really interested about the the first piece about getting them to dra- drawing them in. So what kind of things do you do to that you've learned to draw people in to start watching? With my like, do you draw? An audience? I've noticed smile, a lot of street performers like. Well, besides your good looks and your nice smile. I've noticed a lot of street performers will like yeah. talk to people and draw yeah. them in before they even start the show. Can you t- talk a little bit about that? Or? Um, yeah, yeah. So the first thing I do is I really I try not to do anything. Like I just talk to the audience. I try to connect okay. with with the audience first. I don't want to be doing too much. And that's sort of like the first rule of street performing is like don't don't do anything in the beginning. Oh. Just just like learn to like some other street performers they kind of oh I'm I'm just kind of like. Setting up my show, okay. Like okay. beginning, but you don't really want to do too much in the beginning. Maybe you want to introduce yourself, like saying, you know, um, you know, my name is Jonathan. I travel around the country do, doing this, and uh, you can just talk, and you'd be surprised. People will will stop and stay, because I mean, yeah, there's always going to be people too that are that are going to leave. And that's going to happen. Like, you have to get used to the idea of, like, people leaving your show. And sometimes it's kind of, like, disheartening. But you have to get, you kind of have to get used to that. But, yeah, like, there's times where I'll go in and I'm just like, okay, I know that maybe they're going to leave. Like, you can just tell that some people are going to leave. But you just keep going. And, and the key is being confident in what you're, you're doing, too. I mean, you can have the worst show in the world, but if you're confident in who, who you are and what, what you're doing, yeah. um, I stutter a little bit, so I, there's times where my, in my show, like, people call this guy, this guy's, this guy's kind of nervous, he doesn't know what he's doing, so I will have a little bit of people leaving my show, but I just keep going, and I, you know, the, like, the key is just having confidence in, in your in yourself and yeah. to keep doing it yeah. and that's what I've been doing and you know when you first do it it's kind of hard it's really hard and I, I you know I you know I couldn't do I couldn't do that I, I was not doing that well but like through through the years I just kept going and I kind of developed an act that so what made you stick with it because I imagine that would be pretty uh, pretty tough road you know you've got a non-captive audience you have a stutter, which one of the, um, I actually interviewed uh, Nina G. She's a comedian with a stutter on my show, so you might want to check out that Apparently episode. there's a lot of comedians that have a stuttering problem, and they use that. They kind of use that, sure. that supposed gir- a curse as a as a yeah. gift, and, yeah. you know, you can use that. And I think it's important yeah. for, and if, if you're in, in the inner entertainment uh, t- uh, field, I think you should use your Whatever. your short comings as your as your strengths. Yeah. So yeah. I know I don't know her but I'm sure yeah. she's she's very funny. Yes, yes she is. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you like what made you keep doing it? Like why did why do you what do you like about it? I mean like why do you keep doing it, I guess? I really can't do anything else very well. Uh, no. Uh, no, you weren't a good nutritionist. Yeah, I was a good nutritionist. You're like eat donuts. Yeah, there you go. yeah. <laughs> well like, you can tell because I'm so fat. But okay. No. Um, He's not fat by the way, <laughs> listeners. Um but uh, yeah, I um, 
I, you know, it's kind of um, it's kind of a weird thing because um, I didn't think I can do this. I, I didn't think, but I guess over the years, it's like you fall into something and you kind of get used to it. And mm-hmm. in, in in some ways too, I'm trying to leave as well. Like as I mean, I I love street performing yeah. and you know I, I I I think too like there's a point for I think a lot of people feel this too there's kind of this is more like a transition point here so oh, it's okay. like I enjoy doing it yeah. and um, I love the the, the, the art and um, but like right now I guess I'm at a point in my life too where I'm trying to work the stage too and okay, awesome. this is, you know, right now I consider this kind of, kind of my, kind of my day job. Yeah. And um, I've been doing this for over five years. Wow. And I, it's kind of a weird way to make a living. I'll be honest, it's a weird freaking way to make a living. Like I grew up in like a middle class yeah. uh, family, so like I went to college and all that. Yeah. So for me to do do this is like it's a very, we'll say it's kind of like a humbling experience but I I enjoy doing it because it's a cool I mean you can get so much show time I mean you get all the show time (laughs) in the world you get a lot of practice (laughs) that's true yeah that's true that's awesome and so now you're going to be taking the everything you've learned and putting it on stage certain times I mean there are parts too where it's like there's certain things that are only kind of apropos to the street but um, the street definitely gave me the confidence to, to yeah. be able to captivate yeah. uh, you know to, yeah. to, 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 to captivate people in large crowds and it's like really cool when I'm up there and I'm on stage or, or well I call it the stage but it's really like the know, pavement the pavement <laughs> the stage major stage yeah it's kind of like an organic theater I guess you yeah, could yeah. and uh, yeah it's really cool to be able to um perform and it's it's weird too because it's it's like it's so random where like you're stopping people like randomly on the street who never thought they'd be able to to do to see a show and it's weird it's like you were going on your way to see the sea lions or see (laughs) pier 39 or whatever and it's like you're stopping it's like you could have gone so i find it like a real spontaneous thing where people oh cool like you're seeing a show that you 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 never thought you'd see so I think it's pretty cool well good luck to you I think that's really exciting to imagine you taking all this confidence and all these chops into a theater where they're going to be butts and seats and (laughs) thank you yeah that's exciting good for you thank you thank you for taking the time to talk to me no problem this is kind of a spontaneous thing too and uh, I appreciate your time yeah um yeah and to your lovely audience whenever you're in town you can come and see my show or or other great uh, street performers. There's uh, yeah. acrobats and yeah. break dancers and one-man bands. So it's a lot of right cool on. stuff. Right on. Thank yeah. you, Jonathan Strange. Yep. Uh, you can find me on uh, the website. It's uh, John Strange, J-O-N, strangemagic.com. Awesome. JohnStrangemagic.com. Thank you. So there you have it. I hope you're feeling more inspired to take your work out into the world this month. Don't forget, during the month of September, the Performers and Creators Lab podcast performance challenge. Take your work out into public. 
Take a video of it, share the video with the hashtag PACL Challenge, and you'll be entered to win a guest spot on the Performers and Creators Lab podcast, as well as other prizes. It includes a VIP day with me, yours truly. Yes, you could spend the day with me. So anyway, I hope you're feeling newly inspired. Pick up all the details on the challenge on the Performers and Creators Lab.com website. And I want to make sure to thank my Think Tank team, Hannah Romanowski, Melanie Myers, Dan Cantrell, and Tim Beal, and Erica Milligan. And thanks, Dan, for all the beautiful music that you compose for my show. I'd also like to thank my producers, Robert Cholino at the Voice American Network, as well as Q4TA. And thank you for listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to it, and share it with all your friends. Share it with anybody that needs a little love a little inspiration. Don't give up hope. Just listen to this podcast. All right. Till next week. My name is Holly Shaw.